The Baltimore Ravens added Dalvin Cook to their team on Thursday. Is he the final piece of their potential Super Bowl run? We discuss why and so much more coming up next here on Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Ravens, where your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. And I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire, here with you on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for being here, making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all podcasting platforms. That includes in video form on YouTube and audio form wherever you get your shows. Today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Five days a week, plus more here on Locked On Ravens. We bring you that daily Ravens content. Our regular show comes out Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. But we also do live instant reaction episodes after every Ravens game and after every piece of big news. So, obviously, yesterday the Ravens had pretty – Big piece of news, signing Dalvin Cook to their practice squad. And I'm going to be talking about it here today on this show. We we did that live stream. So if you want a more in-depth analysis on that, we'll still go in-depth today. But, you know, we were able to engage with the chat on those. And it's really fun to be able to do that. So subscribe, tell the family member, audio form, videos form, same show, audio and video. But this Dalvin Cook signing has me really intrigued, I think. And we're going to talk about that here today because... Obviously, for Dalvin, wasn't a great stint in New York. Not a lot of things worked out. But, hey, you know, I think he can add something to Baltimore. And I'm going to talk about why I think he could be the final piece to the Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl puzzle. We'll also get into Ravens' expectations and kind of where my expectations have shifted. I've kind of hinted at this throughout the week, so I'll dive more in depth on that. And then we will do a Ravens-Steelers Week 18 preview. It'll more so be about the guys who the Ravens ruled out in questionable. Obviously, the game is tomorrow, not on Sunday, so we'll talk about that as well. I actually did have a show recorded for today, just a little inside info. If you listen to the live stream, you know this too. And I'll remind everybody at the end of the show about this as well. So for some programming notes quickly here. I had a show pre-recorded with Kadri Ismail, who's our usual Friday guest here, former Ravens receiver and Super Bowl champion. You know, we talked about a lot of good things, 2019 team, 2023 team. Obviously, things happen, though. That show was pre-recorded before Dalvin Cook. And with Dalvin Cook signing, <laughs> obviously, you got to talk about it, right? So I'm going to air Kadri and my show that we recorded for what would be today on Sunday after the Ravens game. So 6 a.m. we'll do a Sunday episode. That is the first time I'll do something like that on Locked on Ravens. I thought the episode was really good, and I want people to hear it. But obviously with Dalvin signing, you have to talk about that because that's the big piece of news. So we'll do the Dalvin episode today. We'll have the live stream after the game tomorrow. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And then on Sunday, 6 a.m., we will have the bonus episode with Kadri Ismael come out. So that's how it works sometimes in the NFL. I thought that, uh, you know, just I, I work with the Ryan Ritkin show now. I would have had a went down to a studio yesterday, would have had a nice Awesome time, and it was still still an awesome time with Dalvin News. But then, you know, come back, relax, upload the episode, and that'll be that. Well, I've been working since since about when I went down there, 6 p.m., and now, just for time purposes, we are way past midnight. So 
it's been cool though. And Nikola Jokic had a game winning shot or buzzer beater. So for those who don't know, I'm a Denver Nuggets guy and that definitely helped bring my energy levels back, but it's awesome. I'm, I'm really excited to, again, continue covering this team here on Locked on Ravens, Ryan Ripken as well. It's been awesome. Let's talk about this thing. Uh, Dalvin Cook signing with Baltimore. I think it's a win-win for both sides. And honestly, it's a low risk, high reward play for Baltimore. Dalvin Cook is going to be making next to nothing and Again, this is something that the Ravens, I think, they don't want to leave any stone unturned here. They don't need Dalvin Cook. This is not like they're signing a running back because that everybody's injured and they have nobody else. They've gone through injuries the position, right? J.K. Dobbins and Keaton Mitchell, we know that. But they still have Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, Melvin Gordon, Owen Wright, Jake Funk, all those guys on the roster in the practice squad. You bring in Dalvin Cook because he is a proven option four-time Pro Bowler from 2019 to 2022. Now, in terms of what he did with the Jets this season, it was his worst year, even worse than the year where he played just four games as a rookie with the Vikings. I talked about this on the live show. Dalvin in those four games as a rookie, 74 attempts, 354 yards, and two touchdowns. In the 15 games he played with the Jets this season, 67 carries, 214 yards, and no touchdowns. So 74-354-2 compared to 67 214 Dalvin just wasn't getting it done for the Jets. I think after the Aaron Rodgers injury, the Jets just really wanted to hand the backfield to Brees Hall and just kind of dive into that whole situation. And Dalvin just really wasn't getting a fair shake there. And he wanted to go and sign with a contender. And look, I don't blame him. The Jets weren't going anywhere this season, unfortunately for them. And Baltimore now gets a player who is still, I think he still is. This He's a year removed. So his 2022 Pro Bowl year for him again in Minnesota, he had 264 carries, 1,173 yards, and eight touchdowns. That's a year ago. I don't think Dalvin Cook, I don't really like the washed thing for him because, you know, it's not like he's 35 years old, right? He's 28, 28 and a half, essentially. This is a guy that can still contribute, and personally, I would want him over Melvin Gordon. No disrespect to Melvin Gordon, obviously, but I just think that Dalvin is the better player at this point in their careers. And again, if you want to use elevation on Dalvin Cook, whatever it may be, that's fine. But he can also catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a player that, again, not a 70-catch guy, but his career high was 63, had 56 back a year ago with Minnesota, had, or excuse me, 39, yeah, 56 targets. So 39 receptions a year ago, had 15 this season for the Jets. So he can catch a ball out of the backfield. And I think in the screen game, I saw multiple comments about this as well. In the screen game, he is very, very good. So I think that this is a great move for the Ravens. And I, I think that it gives them options. Like you want to have as many options as you can. And something Spencer Schultz and I have talked about, I agree with him on this point. And I've kind of been shouting it from the rooftops here myself is you have to kind of go about your roster. And Eric Acosta has definitely done this this offseason. Go about your roster as if you're going to lose someone. What happens if the Ravens lose Gus Edwards? Well, I'd feel a lot more confident if I'm the Ravens having Dalvin Cook waiting in the wings as opposed to someone, you know, unproven like an Owen Wright. Do you trust Jake Funk more than Dalvin Cook? I don't. I mean, I think that this is a good insurance policy option who can also contribute if needed. Now it's not guaranteed Dalvin even has a role, right? Melvin Gordon kind of did this dance with Kansas city last year where, you know, he signed with Kansas city, didn't really have a role there on the practice squad, but Hey, you know what? He won a super bowl and he's, he's happy about that. I can tell you that. So for Baltimore, 
there's no guarantee Dalvin does anything for them. And that's fine. You know, he doesn't have to have a role on this team in order to make an impact, right? He can help some of the younger guys at the running back position. Dalvin has seen a lot. He's, he's a veteran in this league. He's been through stuff at this level. And I still think he has something left in the tank. The Jets offensive line was not good this season. I think honestly, in a lot of metrics, they were a bottom five offensive line, especially running the football. Baltimore's offensive line has moved people. They have moved people in the running game this season. Obviously, they're one of the top rushing offenses in the league. Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and Dalvin Cook. That, to me, sounds like a really, really formidable backfield. Not that Gus and Justice and Melvin couldn't have got the job done, but to me, I'm putting Dalvin above Melvin Gordon. And this kind of feels like, hey, the final move to kind of gear up. I know everybody's talking about, well, what about an Adamican Sue type of player? Would, would that be an option? I think Baltimore's probably done here. I think this is the roster you look at heading into the playoffs. Maybe they make a procedural move. I, at the time of this recording, I don't think the move is official yet. So I would assume either Jake Funk or Owen Wright is released from the practice squad. But I think this is kind of the final piece that Baltimore needs here. And what Eric Acosta has done is that thing I've talked about with the roster. He has built up the depth the entire offseason and honestly the entire season with a move here, a move there. And it's worked really well. But with JK going down, with Keaton going down, Again, what if Justice or Gus goes down? You're, you're going to have to start kind of going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. I trust Dalvin Cook in a situation like that, plus with the ability that he can have. Again, you're not relying on Dalvin Cook to come into Baltimore if you're the Ravens and be in a 100-carry pool. I guess you know we're not that far. So I guess on a game-per-game basis, he doesn't have to have 25 carries a game. doesn't have to have 125 yards a game. doesn't have to score a touchdown every game. He can be someone also in pass protection, too. We've seen the Ravens kind of take out some of the younger backs like a Keaton Mitchell in pass protection situations. Dalvin can come in and be a pass protecting back if needed. So, again, what's the role for Dalvin Cook? I don't know. We'll probably hear a little more about it when John Harbaugh next speaks in the media, which I think probably should be after the Pittsburgh game. I don't think he's going to speak because the game is tomorrow, which kind of makes everything a little wonky as a Saturday game as opposed to a Sunday one. But a low-risk, high-reward move for the Ravens that could really pay off for them is they go down the stretch here and obviously look to gear up for a big potential playoff and Super Bowl run. Coming up, though, in the second part of the show, we'll continue talking Dalvin a little bit as well as getting into Ravens' expectations for them as they embark on this playoff journey. So be sure to stay tuned here. We have a lot to get to on this Friday edition of Locked on Ravens. First, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn has been awesome for me. I found jobs on there. I've connected with awesome people on there. The networking's been incredible. LinkedIn makes everything so easy. Plus, it's really important to build a great team and using the right hiring tools are critical to do that. And LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals to make it the best place to hire. And hiring is really easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And I know a lot of people talk about achieving goals during the new year. And so if you want to achieve those goals in 2024, the right team member might be able to help do that. That's why small businesses are at LinkedIn jobs. Number one, delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows 
windows and small businesses are wearing so many hats, you might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Push your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to push your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're back for our second segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Allstriker still talking with you here on this Purple Friday. I had a Baltimore Saturday game with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Always seems like the Ravens and Steelers have weird day times. Remember back in 2020 when the Ravens had to play that game on a Wednesday afternoon because of the whole COVID thing. It's just weird stuff going on. So a Saturday game here. And again, I don't really know why they did it, but... It is what it is. Baltimore's going to have to play that. But expectations for this Ravens team, I think, have never been higher. It's a team that just feels like everything is going right for them. And obviously, you look at the look at the schedule, look at the games, look at the vibes and everything. Things are definitely going right. They're a 13-3 football team right now, have scored 30-plus points in eight of their last 10 games. And everything seems to be hitting on all cylinders, offensively, defensively, and special teams-wise. Now, I'm not saying there's not room for improvement, but before the season, if you were with me on Locked On Ravens, we talked a lot about expectations for this team and just what those look like, what would be considered a success, what would be considered a failure, what would be acceptable, what would be unacceptable. And what I said, and I've been very adamant about it, is AFC Championship game or bust, right? That's what that's the minimum for me is AFC Championship game or bust. Well, for me, and I've said this all week, those expectations have now changed. And it's nothing the Ravens did wrong. It's honestly a good thing the expectations have changed for me. And I'm, I'm sure other people have changed these expectations too. But if this Ravens team does not win the Super Bowl this season, it will be an extreme, extreme disappointment. Now, I can I can live, I, I can live with them just making the Super Bowl and not winning it. But even that would feel like a monumental disappointment. It feels like anything less than winning a Super Bowl is, is just you know, you consider the season a failure. And I'm not saying that I would be okay with the Ravens just making it and then losing the game, right? Obviously, you want to win the game. You go there to win the game. And with how dominant they've been, if, if it was a rematch against San Francisco and San Francisco ended up beating them, that'd be a disappointment. But going to the Super Bowl is a step. And that's the only way I'd be, that's the only thing I'd say would be a positive coming out of that. They're, the the team that could challenge them, my opinion, is still San Francisco. And that's not – I think Baltimore's a better team than San Francisco. They proved that and they earned that. But I think the only team that can challenge the Ravens is San Francisco. That's what, that's what I really meant to say there. In the AFC, there's nobody. I mean, you can lose a game in the playoffs and that's it. And as I've said before, if you're not the best playoff team in the playoffs, it's very rare you win the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter how good your regular season is. If you're not up to par in the playoffs, teams will – absolutely find ways to defeat you. And so Baltimore has to be on the P's and Q's here. I think they have better leadership to do that this time around. Not, not that they didn't have it in 2019, but I just think that they have better leadership and just the team's grown, right? The team was young in 2019. The team I think has grown this season and, you know, over the past four years, right? What's transpired since 2019 has helped the team kind of shape themselves and grow into what they are now. But who in the AFC truly scares you if you're the Ravens. I mean, obviously that Browns defense is really good, not up to Baltimore's level, but they're a really good defense. Could they slow down Lamar Jackson? I mean, the way Lamar's playing, no one can slow him down. Is January Joe going to waltz in, into M&T Bank Stadium and just dice up the Ravens? The defense is too good for that. I mean, Buffalo's playing fine football right now, but there's a shot that they don't even make the playoffs with these crazy scenarios. 
Miami is too beat up in my opinion. Kansas City just doesn't look like Kansas City anymore. That's a team that I wouldn't be super scared of if I'm the Ravens. The AFC South winner, whether it's Jacksonville or Indianapolis or Houston, none of those teams scare me. I mean, at this point, I just don't see a team that challenges the Ravens in the AFC. And that's why why I used to say, okay, yeah, AFC Championship game, get there. It's another step in the right direction. This we this team is so good that it has surpassed step in the right direction territory. You have to take advantage of this season for multiple different reasons. Seasons like this don't come along very often. And the Ravens, I think, have had more of them than some franchises have ever seen. And that's, again, good roster construction, good vibes, good on and off the field, whatever. But the way that things have clicked, guys step up, depth pieces, health has been relatively good for the most part in terms of season-ending injuries. And again, not jinxing. I'm just stating facts. I'm knocking on wood here, so I'm not jinxing. But things like this, seasons like this don't come around often. And this team, is again, I'm not saying the Ravens are invincible and they're guaranteed to win the Super Bowl. They have to earn it right? They haven't earned anything yet. This regular season has been awesome, but why don't we talk about that 2019 team with glowing colors and and awesome reviews because they stunk it up when it mattered in the playoffs. And that seems to be like the final like narrative conversation point. And look, it's fair. Lamar's playoff success has not been great, but we have to also look at some of the facts there. That Tennessee game, Lamar had what? Seven drops or something like that and still put up over 500 total yards. 2018, he almost led that team to a comeback. Michael Crabtree was was balling out. I mean, he almost led a multi-touchdown comeback to win that game in 2018. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to excuse Lamar from his record in the playoffs, but I also don't think it's just as, as clear as always one and three. And that, and that's all it is, right? If you're going to look at that side of it, you also have to look at the context, much like we've been talking about the MVP. Don't look at just the stats. Don't look at just the record. Look at everything that's encompassed. Again, I'm not giving Lamar a pass for it. Obviously when the playoffs are there, when the lights are bright, when the moments matter, you have to perform, but it's not like Lamar has single, single handedly lost every single game on every single drive on every single play that the Ravens have done. So that's just my thing there, but expectations for this team with having what is going to be the two-time MVP, a defense that is one of the best in franchise history and an offense that, you know, best weapons around Lamar ever, maybe you get a guy like Mark back for the playoffs, Mark Andrews, who knows? But at this point, my expectations have changed to where if they go to the AFC championship game, that's not good enough for me anymore because you have to take advantage of this season. It's such a special year for this group. They've gone through a lot, but they at every turn, they understand what the goal has been. They get an impressive win against the team, blow out a team, score a cool touchdown. Lamar doesn't care. None of those guys care. You know, it's cool to celebrate, be in the moment, but one game at a time, one week at a time, and just to have that feeling, again, it feels more and more like their year. They're not invincible. They have to earn it, but expectations based off of how good they have played Obviously, those shift when it's a year like this. Coming up, though, we'll talk a little bit about the Ravens and Steelers game, preview that, who's playing, who's not, what it means for everybody involved. Stay tuned. A lot to get to on the show. First, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And for me, I know that there are some things that I definitely want to keep the same about myself. 
in 2024, but there are other areas where I definitely want to change, such as maybe getting a, a better sleep schedule. I think that would definitely be a goal of mine for 2024. And around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're actually already doing right. Maybe you finally organize one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. And therapy has so many different benefits, such as learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, and get empowered to become the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma, it's for everyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. We're back here. It's our final statement of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Allstriker still rocking out with you here on this Purple Friday. Really appreciate everybody tuning in to this episode here today. Again, just some brief programming notes. Again, I'll remind everybody at the end of the show. Be back here tomorrow live, breaking down the Ravens and Steelers game after it happens. So I know the game doesn't necessarily mean much for the Ravens in terms of the one seed, the North, all that is theirs already. But we'll talk about it. We'll recap it. Be sure to tune in for that. Engage in the chat. It's really awesome to engage with everybody in there. Of course, that'll be available after the fact as well, both replay video form and replay audio form. Then on Sunday morning, we will have the bonus episode with Kaji Mail coming out. Be sure to stay tuned for that as well. And if you already listened to our live stream from Thursday night, the initial reaction to the album Cook signing, I appreciate you. And if you haven't, be sure to check it out. Be sure to subscribe to the channel, audio and video form. Tell a friend, tell a family member. Word of mouth is really important as well. Really appreciate all the support, even on social media, where we got a, got a crazy tweet going on on Twitter, I guess, X where I tweeted Dalvin Cook's college highlights. And again, I try to I try to make it clear. It's a, it's a joke where every time the Ravens or somebody else sometimes signs somebody who's a little on, you know, on the older side of veteran, I, I try to go back as far as I can and find like a highlight package and tweet it out because every single time the responses just, they make me laugh. I mean, those responses legitimately make me laugh. I think the tweet's over 3 million views by now. Maybe it might be four by the time you're listening. I don't know, but it was, it was a crazy tweet. And, uh, Definitely have fun with their replies. And I, I make sure that, you know, I tell people these are my favorite types of tweets. It's, it's, a, it's a joke. So Dalvin, obviously, it was literally Florida State highlights. So it's college highlights for a guy who's been in the league for, what, eight years now. So kind of crazy. But so we have a good time over on social media. Be sure to follow us over there. Follow me, at least, over there as well. Show account at Locked on Ravens. Me at Striker 34 Going to try some Instagram and Facebook, actually, as we uh, move into the offseason. Maybe, maybe I'll start that in the playoffs or definitely the offseason as well. Ravens have a game against the Steelers in Week 18. It's not a game that means anything for the Ravens, again, from a record perspective or a seeding or playoff, anything like that. But it is against their division rival. And the Ravens, whoever plays in that game, is not going to lie down and give Pittsburgh this. The Ravens have the opportunity to end or at least severely damage Pittsburgh's playoff hopes in this game. Mason Rudolph has kind of come in for Pittsburgh here, been a revelation for him, and has led back-to-back 30-point outings. I mean, I I didn't have that on my bingo card, I'll tell you that. I thought Mason Rudolph was, you know, pretty much done in the NFL. But, hey, credit to him. Sometimes stories, redemption stories happen like that, and he's going to come in here with, you know, looking, looking to absolutely dice up this Ravens defense, but – no one thing about this Ravens defense, even if everybody isn't playing, they have the depth. And that has been one of the things that have carried them. And that's the other thing, too. I've talked about this before, where the players that are going to be playing in this game, 
their depth pieces that have helped the Ravens get to where they are. Guys who have played key defensive snaps, a lot of key special team snaps, right? That's going to be a thing. Now, Baltimore did put out, because again, it's a Saturday game tomorrow, their final injury report here. So Baltimore ruled out players. Guys are questionable. I'm going to try to find it quickly here as, uh, as I'm talking. But to me, I mean, I think this is the right decision. Obviously, Lamar Jackson not playing here, but Otto Beckham Jr., Kevin Zeitler, Malik Harrison, Marlon Humphrey, Daryl Worley, they're all out for tomorrow. Then Zay Flowers is doubtful for this game, so that's the, the one doubtful guy. Then you have Tylen Wallace, Ronald Darby, Kyle Hamilton, Arthur Millette, Brandon Stevens, Odarius Washington, they're all questionable. So out of those questionable guys, wouldn't expect Kyle Hamilton to play. I, I'd expect them to probably rest Arthur Millette. Maybe Brandon Stevens plays. It's a fit. I wouldn't play him, but maybe he plays. Tyvin Wallace, I don't know the severity of that injury. Maybe he does. Ronald Darby, I think, you know, illness, I, I'd probably say he'd be good to go. But again, just because these guys are questionable or doubtful or out doesn't mean they're the only guys that potentially aren't going to play here. For example, I wouldn't expect Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith to play big snaps. If at all, those guys are definitely beat up. I mean, what are you going to do with a guy like Isaiah Likely, who definitely wasn't moving around well after the game? Is, is he good by now? We'll see. So this is the right decision. And it's something we've talked about all week here on Locked on Ravens. I talked about it on the Ryan Ripken show as well, where Lamar Jackson and other other guys too, right? Lamar is the big piece and the most important piece, but the concept is the same, where if one of those guys goes down with Lamar, essentially it would end your season, right? I mean, no disrespect to Tyler Huntley, but the reason the Ravens are in this position in the first place is because of Lamar. And not just Lamar, but he's the biggest reason. But if you were to lose Odell for the playoffs, you were to lose Zay Flowers or Kyle Hamilton or any of those guys for the playoffs at the expense of trying to get these guys not rusty and making sure they have the, the game experience, that to me is not worth it. I would rather risk the rust in the divisional round than try to play these guys and risk an injury when I think that the injury is fully preventable, obviously, if you don't play the guys. The rust, it can happen. It cannot happen. But I trust the Ravens this time around with having Lamar's locked in as he is and the leader he's turned into over the course of his career with Roquan Smith absolutely dialing it in right now, both with his play and his leadership. I just wouldn't expect Baltimore to have that rust factor the way that they did back in 2019 when they were still young, still learning to have that target on their back. And that kind of grew throughout the season. This team has had that happen as well, but there's a lot of veteran leadership on that team. Again, not that they didn't have it in 2019, but that was a much, much younger team than this one is right now. So again, who's going to cover George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, is Ernaji Harris and Jalen Warren going to do big things? For Baltimore, are they going to play Ronnie Stanley? Are they going to play Morgan Moses? Is that rotation going to be a thing? I personally wouldn't do that either. I'd, I'd give Patrick McCarry and Daniel Falele all those reps and let those two guys heal up as much as possible. But as I've said, and I said it yesterday, Nick Moore, the Ravens long snapper, we had him on the Ryan Ripken show. It was a really awesome episode. And I said, you know, every team would want to buy. And, you know, Nick agreed and, and said that rest is super important. And any team would want to have the rest. The statistics with the buy show that whoever has the buy, whoever gets the rest, has a much more significant chance to make it to the Super Bowl. I get what happened in 2019 was terrible. It was awful. It shouldn't have happened. Baltimore should have won the Super Bowl that year 1,000%. If it happens again, we're going to have to have some serious conversations. But at least for right now, they have not done anything. This Baltimore team has not done anything to me right now to, one, not pick them, 
and two, to not believe that they're going to make it different this time around. How different? We're going to have to see, but I wouldn't expect a dud, but an absolute dud like we saw in 2019. So in terms of a prediction for this game, I'm still going Ravens. I'm going to trust Tyler Huntley and Tyler Huntley's beaten the Steelers before. I mean, this is not something that we haven't seen before. The Ravens had this, again, same situation in 2019. The backups ended up coming in. Robert Griffin III was the quarterback back then and ended up, you know, doing this thing and beating the Steelers and, again, ending their playoff hopes in the process. So, it's, again, with Lamar out there, you're picking the Ravens probably in a little bit more of a blowout fashion. But my final score, I'm going to go 23-21. I've been kind of consistent with that. We're going to go with it. And we'll be right back here tomorrow on Locked on Ravens reviewing the game live, everything that happened. And then again, Sunday morning, we'll have that bonus episode with Kadrias Mayel breaking down the history of 2019 compared to 2023 a little bit more. It's all I have for you here today, though, on Locked on Ravens. Really appreciate everybody tuning in today. Again, be sure to subscribe to us in YouTube video form, also in audio form, anywhere you get your podcast, anywhere you prefer. One day you want to listen, another day you want to watch. Again, same show. Either way, we'll be right back here tomorrow talking Ravens, that Ravens and Steelers instant reaction episode. Stay tuned for that. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Locked on Ravens.